Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Trying 20. It is your boy, Dion, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, <laughs> Brittany. Say hey, Britt. What is up, you guys? It's been a long time. It's been a long day <laughs> without you, my baby. <laughs> it has been so, 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 so long, but... and I. Oh, you broke up. Okay. It, it, and we, we, we missed we missed what you said. Say that one more time. Oh, I was saying like it has been a long time, but our schedules really are hectic and all over the place. And we're really out here adulting. Like yeah, <laughs> adulting life is kicking our ass. I think it's been a minute since we sat down and recorded from like this platform. You know, we had our one year celebration that we've done live. But yeah. that wasn't on like this platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but y'all, I have been moving, so I'll take responsibility. I had to find a new apartment, pack up all of my stuff in my old apartment, and move to my new apartment. I am finally settled. All yes. last week was hell, though. Let me tell you, it was hell moving <laughs> last week. Oh my gosh! Like I never realized how strong I was. Like just me carrying and packing and. Lifting all of these major, huge bins, y'all. It was it was a headache and a half, but we have made it to the new place. I know that's right. You did it. Okay, here is two new seasons. Yes. <laughs> a new year, a new yes. place, leveling up. New uh, job, right? Money. That Ooh. part, because I got a new job too. It is a new yeah. season. It's a season of newness. And I am obsessed with, and I know Dion is too, we are both obsessed with upgrading our lives. Oh, yes. But that is inclusive of trying 20. Like, we are not forgetting y'all. We're very mm-hmm. serious and committed to, you know, just creating quality content for you all in this new mm-hmm. year. It has been a year since we've been recording. Um, yeah. So we're, Ooh, you know, I know, speaking for new strides with this platform and this baby that we have created. Like, yeah, we made a baby. Yes, we did. <laughs> Uh, I said it before, but I really cannot see myself doing this podcast with anybody else. Brittany is just amazing. She's You're like amazing. a good co-host. I love it. And I then also, you. like our relationship is so you know tight and connected that it just makes it so easy. It does. To have talks it's a like flow, this, right? It's like we're yeah. just talking one on one, regular schmegular. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's pouring down where I'm at, so hopefully. The sound, you the sound audio good. sounds good. You sound good. Like it's really pouring down. Like this is like sleeping weather right now. Mm, it's time to get you a boobay so you can cuddle. Uh, I'm working low, on one. That low key kind of segues into our conversation for today yes, because you can't really is. have a boobay where you live, right? Like, oh, right. Where you are. <laughs> you might have a point. Okay, so in thinking about the things that we wanted to talk about, I noticed that. We um, never really spoke about our experience um, as far as moving back home from college. And it's crazy because that's part of our 20s, right? Right. And it's so common. Um, me and Britt, or Britt and I both experienced, I'm still experiencing, living at home after college. Um, as y'all know, Britt lives somewhere else. But if you could give me like a quick summary, basically, Brittany, of how was your experience at home? So I moved back home. Um, let's see, I graduated in December of 2019, and by March I was. Was it March thing? Was it March or was it May? Because I didn't move immediately 
Mm. Maybe. (laughs) I'm over here trying to think. Like, maybe it was, let's say April. I moved back to my parents' house. April 2020. It was a couple months. And for me, it was um, an interesting experience because I still technically had my old apartment in Greensboro, my college apartment. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, this was like peak pandemic. Everything was shutting down. I didn't have a job at the time. Um, because the jobs that I was working, one was work study and the other, like they kind of just, I don't know. I don't really understand what kind of happened with that. I just kind of stopped. They just stopped giving me hours. Um, so I wasn't working. Um, I had recently broken up with my boyfriend. That was someone who, you know, we had plans of like living together, stuff like that. So I was like entering into a season of being an individual. I will say in isolation um, and just like, kind of finding myself again. And I, mm-hmm. I remember for me, like, I knew I wasn't supposed to be working. And I knew, like, I'm, y'all know I'm someone who has, like, a very deep relationship with God. And I'm someone who's very prayerful about everything that they do. So right. for me, at the beginning of the year, like, I remember I was, like, pressing myself trying to find a job after college. Like, imme- like I'm talking January. Like, I graduated in December. And a couple weeks later, I was trying to find a job. And it wasn't happening for me. So at at some point, when I felt like I exhausted all of my options, I just kind of sat down and was like, okay, God, what's going on? Like, steer me. I need you to direct me where I'm going. What's next? And uh, I believe that he had told me, just be still for a little bit. I have a job for you, but it's just not right now. Like, it just needs you just to chill. Granted, I didn't know that the world was going to shut down in less than a month. And nobody was going to be working anyway. But so (laughs) that was, you know, that was kind of where I was. I was in a place of unemployment, not having any money, <laughs> being mm-hmm. broke, um, and being in my apartment by myself while the world was shut down. It just wasn't kind of, you know, it wasn't wise to me. So I decided to pack up as much as I could, and I went back to my parents' house. Um, my parents were working during COVID. My mom was still working because she works at a doctor's office. Mm-hmm. Um, she was considered an essential worker. But my dad, oddly enough, he was working, but he had gotten into a major accident. So he was home, which is different. Is we're not we weren't used to my dad being home. Um, mm-hmm. So the expectation that he had set for me, because I wasn't working, and it's funny, is <laughs> looking back, it's kind of crazy. Like he was very adamant about me having a job if I wasn't in school, and if I was going to be there, I needed to be working. Mm-hmm. Um, Tori was working at a hotel at the time and I technically was the only person who wasn't working. So his thing was if I wasn't going to be working, then I needed to be doing stuff around the house. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I was okay with. Um, But (laughs) let's just say that we started to clash and Mm -hmm. things definitely came to a head. I utilized the time that I had when I was at home to exercise, drink water, take care of my hair, some makeup looks. I delved into different crafts. Um, because it was COVID, no one was doing anything. We were all at home. Um, I cooked as much as I could. I tried to clean up as much as I could. But I feel like my experience while I was home and the expectation of me while I was home was to be doing housework. And it came to a point where I personally, and it's like, y'all, don't judge for my dad. I love my dad. He meant well. I think for him, it was just a matter of just making sure he was implementing life skills in me mm-hmm. as a young adult. Um, to not just be lazy and sit, not getting accustomed to not doing anything. So I think that's where he was coming from. 
but it felt to me like I felt like I was hired help like that's how I felt I didn't feel like a member of the family and it just kind of came to a head and I remember there was very much a breaking point and me and my dad had a very explosive argument it was awful and it was like the same day that we had that argument that night was when I got an email from my then boss Rhonda that you know hey I want to hire you and it was like a week later I was in Charlotte, North Carolina with my new job. But I think for me, it was being at home was rough because on one level, there was this element of freedom that I did have. But on another level, I had expectations. Like when I had things that had to be done by a certain time, like by the time my mother came home, by the time my dad was home, like he wanted the house to be clean and he wanted dinner to be cooked. So there was that element of like restriction and requirements that I wasn't used to like you know when you're in college when you're living in your own place you don't have someone telling you you need to have dinner ready you need to do this you need to do that you need to do the other you just kind of do things based off of your own timetable and I think that was one of the things that we clashed on it's like I never said I wasn't gonna do it I just haven't gotten to it yet like I didn't realize that I was you know on the set schedule right like a child right right and that's very much how I felt um I didn't go out that much because it was during COVID. You know, no, there was nothing to do. <laughs> there was no one to go see. Um, but I would say I my relationship with my parents is best apart. Like, oh, okay, yeah. so good. Like, I have an amazing relationship with my parents when I'm not in their space. Yeah. When there's a good amount of distance between us. I noticed that when I'm home too long, things start to go left. <laughs> it just I, I doesn't work. That. It doesn't work. I like I have to love them from afar. And then we have a beautiful, healthy, flourishing relationship. But baby, when we in each other's face, mm-mm. a mess. A mess. A whole mess. I could see that. Um, I would say that my situation is a bit similar to yours. Um, I know for me, I stayed in Greensboro where I was going to school for a couple of months and then my, my family was actually pressuring me to move back just to save money, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I graduated 2019 too, but I graduated in um, May. May. So I moved back a little bit earlier than the pandemic before the pandemic had started, you know? And so, me, I'm the type of person, I can find a job. <laughs> I don't know how. Y'all, Dion's been working since <laughs> we were sophomores in high school. Yeah. He's never been without a job, okay? No, like, I can really find a job. I don't know what it is, but I really can get a job easily. Fun fact, Dion hooked me up with my very first job ever. Mm-hmm. That worked steady. <laughs> yes, That's right, at the Arby's. That was my first job ever. Yes. <laughs> so... Um, my family was pressuring me to come back, so I got a job at Enterprise, mm-hmm. which if you ever go to Enterprise nowadays, it's always the, the fresh out of college students who are working there. Like, they're all so young. And so, I got a job there, and actually, Enterprise is not a bad job at all. It pays well. You get days off, all of that. <clears throat> and so, I got there. Um, but I feel like for stuck mm. in, in that position you know what I mean yeah yeah got a job there and then I stayed there for maybe close to a year or something like that and then I got another job and then I went to school Mm -hmm. here yeah and then I got another job and now I'm here teaching so 
I, I feel like I've been here longer than I wanted to be here, but I'm currently still at my parents' home. And all the things that you are saying, Britt, I feel like I'm literally still going through. <laughs> yes, I'm living it. So I did want to touch base on a couple of things in regards to living at home, right? First one I want to start with is something that you had said so about house rules right Mm -hmm. so your parents having these expectations of you almost as if you are a child right so where does that respect factor come in Mm, that's a good question knowing that i am now an adult you know what i mean like why are you checking for where i'm at or where i'm going right but at the same time you living under their roof and still right. being quote unquote their child mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of like an inner fight in yourself too yeah so on both parties the parent and the child I feel like they're both trying to decide like how do we yeah distinguish this type of respect level on both ends right and I feel like that's a struggle and I think it's a struggle that I feel for the most part not many parents know how to deal with like I feel like a lot of parents like their mentality is this is my child yeah the grown but you're under my roof it's my house rules you have to respect it and I think that comes along with anytime you're living with someone or anyone um yeah you're kind of at their mercy um with their house rules and there is this Mm -hmm. line of not disrespecting someone else's house but at the same time when you're at your parents house it's like something about being at your parents' house come, kind of feels like it's your house too, right? Because yeah. that's the house that you grew up in. So it doesn't feel like you're visiting. It feels like this is my home too. Um, so I don't, it's, it, 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 it's definitely a hard, I think, thing to grapple with. That mm-hmm. element of I'm an adult. If I want to sleep over at my friend's house, I don't have to tell y'all I'm sleeping over someone's right. house. But at the same time, it's like, well, you don't want them waiting up for you because they know that you're, you know, like making sure that you're okay right. coming in, like that sort of thing. Um, I, I, I can agree. I feel like when you live with your parents, it's more so like it's intensified. I feel it like is. those house rules and expectations because, in a way, in a way, like you just want to be respectful. Like I feel like you, considering yourself an adult is somewhat watered down because yeah it is in your mind totally like, this is. is still my parent like this is still my mama and my daddy but even so, your, even to parents i feel is watered down like they don't yeah. necessarily always see you with eyes of this is a grown pale man or woman right like had you been living with somebody else in your hometown or somebody else period and they had house rules i feel like it would have been a different story right you know, for somehow. sure for sure, yeah. I agree. And I think I would argue that sometimes house rules and living with your parents can make post graduation depression worse. Ooh. Like, I feel you like. You said post graduation depression? Mm-hmm. Uh, I let's did. Talk about let's it. talk, about, let's it talk about it. I feel like I was already stressed enough. And just in this season of trying to find myself, like like I said, like I had changed so much of my identity in my mm-hmm. old relationship with my ex. So coming out of that season, and I'm freshly graduated, I don't necessarily know exactly what I want to do with my life. I have this degree that's in this field, so I'm trying to apply for jobs, and just like there's there's just 
a certain level of stress that we as young adults go through after mm-hmm. graduation that is unseen. Um, and I know for me, there was so much that I was putting into becoming the woman that I am now or just, you know, establishing myself or finding a job that was unseen. And I remember a lot of my arguments with my father, he was not pleased with the fact that I wasn't working. But what he wasn't seeing was the hours upon hours and the application after application, no exaggeration, from January until July, maybe the third week of July when I got my job, no exaggeration, I applied to over 300 um, And that's through, you know, I had the ZipRecruiter app, I had LinkedIn, I had Indeed, like I was applying any and everywhere. And I was applying to different cities. I was applying to jobs in Chicago, Texas, Atlanta, <laughs> Washington. Let Charlotte, me ask you a question. Florida, anywhere that could, that would take me, I was applying. Oh. I was sending my resume in. Um, so is so it that like, like you didn't want to work at home at all? Basically. Not necessarily. I knew, I knew if y'all, me and Deanna are from the same place. Mm-hmm. So if you have any idea what the 252 is and I know we've like briefly touched on this but there's no job opportunity there like Dion said there's a reason why everyone who is post-graduated is working at Enterprise and they're not Mm -hmm. working in jobs that they're in within their career field because there's no other either you're working at Enterprise or you're being a teacher at Kip and guess who also applied to work at Kip multiple Kip schools I (laughs) applied to work at Kip Charlotte the Kip in Gaston, North Carolina, and Kip Halifax. Like I, I was applying. So it's like, <laughs> like I'm over here killing myself trying to find a job, and I know it's not in season because I know God told me at the beginning of the year that He had a job right. for me and that I had so to what was the rest? And, and I know that it's, it's we're in the pandemic and no one's really hiring right now, but I got someone in my ear nagging me, mm. pressing me, someone who. I'm relying on them for my survival. I'm relying mm. on him for a roof over my head, food mm. in my belly, clothes on my back, water mm. water for me to drink. And he is on me. He's riding me to get a job. So I'm applying, but he is not seeing the work that I'm t- putting in because it mm-hmm. hasn't come into fruition yet. And that's mm. adding more stress to me. And it did. It, it took a toll. If I didn't have a relationship with God, let me tell you, I would have been depressed because it's I I just remember crying out like God I don't know how you're going to do it but I need you to do it like I need you to move something for me work something out for me Um, because very candidly telling him I was getting getting to a place of desperation that's where I was at and that came from someone else's expectation of where I should have been in my life but that wasn't where God had me yet yeah and I feel like the weird thing about it first off God can you do the same thing for me because I'm just <laughs> I'm just here waiting patiently Lord I've been Listen, waiting for a long we time. touch and agree we touch and agree okay yeah. how about that <laughs> God, just make it happen Lord <laughs> but anyway <laughs> I do feel like there's a sense of like helplessness because like you yeah. said you made a strong um, point when you said your parents are literally still taking care of you even after yeah. school yeah. so it's not like you could just up and move like right. it's not like, it's I, not I, like I, I made no this money decision in my bank. 
because I didn't make this decision to move back by choice. I just right. felt like it was best for me then or I would have been out on the street. Right. You had but, no nothing else to do. Your back was against the wall. Yes. You did what was open and available to you. But maybe sometimes being out on the street would have been best for some. Like, I feel like Honestly, I, you know, prayfully it never happens, but I feel like for me, the type of person that I am, yeah, had I been in Greensboro still, I feel like maybe being out on the street with nowhere to live would have been that motivation and that kick that I needed to go ahead and just Make kick it into that do, next gear, do what you, need you to know, do shake to something real it. quick. And I will, know? yeah, I will say that living alone has uh, unlocked just a different level of hustle and grind for me yeah uh, where it's like I have no choice like because like like right. I said I can't go back to where my parents live I would right. love the luxury of having parents who lived in this an area where there were work opportunities yeah but to me going back to live with my parents would be would be the um would be the same thing as just allowing my dreams and career to die because yeah. there's nothing there there's nothing there that can actually nurture mm. what we have to do and it's like I the agree. most the I most that it. we can do is like just save money <laughs> while yeah. we're there but it's like how much money can you really save because how much money can you really make while living there because and the crazy money. thing about and the crazy thing about that and i'm gonna look this around to something actually let me say what i got let me say this part first <clears throat> i found myself sacrificing mm. um the top, I find myself sacrificing my peace of mind yeah. for the comfort of being taken care of, I guess. And mm, because honestly, while deep. living while living at my parents' house, I don't have to pay any bills. I don't. Right. The only thing I pay for is maybe my, well, I pay my cell phone bill. And that's pretty much it. And you know, I have my trucking business, so I, I pay for stuff on that front, on that end. But that's it. I don't have to pay any other type of bills. So I find myself sacrificing my peace of mind for the comfort of being taken care of and allowing allowing myself because after school, you know, you get so many different, you get new perspectives on things, Mm -hmm. on life. Mm -hmm. You get an awakening almost. So you see things that your parents are doing as pretty problematic. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm allowing myself to endure very problematic and toxic traits. And I'm just taking it. And you know, anytime you surround yourself with negativity all the time, it's very, very draining. Very draining. It is. And that's not to say that my people are negative, but a lot of the things that they do are so traditionally, you know, their mindset is so traditional. And I see myself as more of a progressive type person. So there's a Where's borderline abusive? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm taking myself through abuse almost because... Mm. But on one end, I, like you said, it's, it's a helpless thing because while I am working, I now have a business, Britt. So a lot of my money goes towards my business. Yeah, and so, nurturing that. Yeah, so saving up for a place to live really isn't in the cart right now. Right. Maybe next year. And let me tell you, cops are living. <laughs> yeah, that too. And then that's, okay, that's what I was about to say too. Because I was thinking, well, maybe I can find somewhere cheap around here to live. When I tell you, there is no, everywhere around here, the area we live in, y'all, is very impoverished. That's one. So, everywhere around here is affordable living. Everywhere. 
So if I go to an apartment or to to a certain area and I'm just like, hey, I want to rent out here, it's it's like, well, do you make above this salary or do you yeah. make above this? If you make above it, then there you don't qualify. <laughs> which is so crazy. Get out but, of town. Yes, that is so many places here. Like most of them that I checked into, which is a lot. You say you did 300. I did at least a 30 around here. <laughs> so, so most, all 30 of them is like, if you make above like $25,000 a year, you're, you don't qualify to live there. That is crazy. So that basically is pressuring me to either buy a house. Buy my folks or buy a house. Right. right. And you may not feel ready to buy a house. And like, no. And first of all, who wants to buy a house there? Like, you know that's not Nobody. your forever place. So why even put yourself in that type of situation where you're exactly. putting down groups where you know you don't belong? I'm not about to buy no house. So I, I just, I'm stuck. Where am I so, until I figure it out? Let me ask you this. You mentioned that you feel like you're sacrificing your peace of mind. Like, do you feel like, do you feel like um, having stability mm-hmm. and having a place to live and just you know being able to maintain your lifestyle is worth everything else that you're sacrificing wait actually that one more time i'm sorry like do you feel like because you know your parents provide a certain level of stability and being at your parents house mm-hmm. provides you with stability you don't have to worry about where your next meal is coming from mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about you know being homeless or stranded or anything like that would you say that stability is worth everything that is costing you? I like in regards to you said that you have to sacrifice, for example, I peace would of say, mind. You have to sacrifice a sense of independence. Do so you feel like it's worth it? In sacrificing that peace of mind, I feel like you're also sacrificing like who you are as a person. So it's mm. chipping away slowly yeah. at the person that you've become, that you've worked so hard to become, like right. college years and stuff right. like that. So, I feel like a lot of times I see myself just kind of like tolerating mm. or becoming numb to like, oh, it's whatever. Yeah. And when I tell y'all, I'm very like, I'm on a mental type plane. Like, I tell my friends all the time, I, I feel energies a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, that type of stuff is, like I said before, extremely draining. Yeah. And so, do I feel like it's worth it? The answer is no. Mm-hmm. But do I feel like I have a choice in the moment? The answer is also no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I have to endure this type of, I guess, destructive force <laughs> on me. And let me disclaim. Let me make this disclaimer again. My parents are in no way like evil or very negative folks. It's just, it's just really like their mentality. It's the type of plane. This type. Of, that's the type of way that they are on. Yeah. And so, and let me just preface this too. My parents. They grew up in the area. They were raised here in the area, and they've been living here their entire life. Like yeah. my parents just got on a plane to go to Puerto Rico oh, last wow. year, so that was their first time ever flying. Wow, ever. that's crazy. So just so they perspective. Just have a small town mentality because yes. that's all they yeah. know. That's all it's they just, know. It's just a generational and even um, environment, um, right? I guess. So it's like, I can't hold it against them because it's just like, almost like a child, not comparing them to a child, but if you haven't taught them anything, then they literally only know what they're, you know, been exposed to. They're they're very sheltered. So that's my parents, and it's it's just a lot of 
I'm trying to accept who they are while still like enlightening them. Yes, it's a lot. So that brought me to like mental health. Mental health is a big thing when you're living at home, and I want to speak about when you when you do decide to move away, like you did, Britt. Mm-hmm. How? What type of shock factor was that? Because I know when I moved back home, that was definitely a shock factor. Because, like we said before, you gained so much. Like you kind of low-key woke, quote unquote woke. And so <laughs> right. when you back home, you kind of recognize. Well, hold on, these people is crazy. <laughs> like, like this is just a little problematic. Yeah, like that. <laughs> they, they need a lot of help in this area. <laughs> like, so it was it was a shock factor. Even if you did grow up with them, like you're not the same person that you you left as or as you came back as. Right. So was there any type of shock value for moving out? Like, was there any type of that for that? I think there's a lot that I learned and am still learning. Culture shock. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, Culture shock wise, I would say no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, because I feel like I never really lost my sense of, I guess, who I am mm-hmm. when I moved. Like, I wasn't at my parents' house for long after moving back. I was only right. there for a few months. It wasn't like a shoot, maybe three months top. But what That's I will true. say, what I will say, what shocked me about myself because I'm someone who likes to be alone. I like independence. I like living alone. I was shocked how homesick I got um, mm. because I didn't realize what it felt like to be in a place and not know anyone. Mm. And to be so far away, like I lived four hours away from my parents. Yeah. And there was just certain times and certain moments where it's just like, dang, I really want to be with my family and I can't. For example, like when my grandmother died, it was like I felt was living far away from like my family. My mother's from Trinidad and her entire side of the family is still in Trinidad. In fact, I have an older sister who is still there and for me like I've dealt with that like I know that I know the struggle of having family this far away but when my grandmother died it really hit me like yo you're really out here all by yourself like I just wanted yeah. to be if not in Trinidad with my family at least at my parents house and I couldn't afford the trip to travel to my parents house mm. I had to just stick it out because I had bills to pay I couldn't afford to miss work um, because at the time I didn't have paid time off. Like I, I was faced with a very real reality of having to survive yeah. and having only me to rely on to survive. Um, granted, do you still to, call on your parents though? For like, I was just about to say like there are times yeah. where I still have to ask my dad for money, but I try to avoid it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there, <laughs> definitely do still call on them. He helped me out a lot this past month when it came to moving childhood. Woo! That's another yeah. thing. Heads up. Moving from one apartment <laughs> to another apartment is very expensive. Um, I had like a little over $2,000 saved up for the move. And then like, I was like, oh, bet. Like I paid all my bills. Like this shouldn't be no biggie. Let me tell you, my dad has had to give me like $800 additional dollars. Oh, okay. Right. So let's, so let's go. Okay. So financially, oh, wow. <laughs> financially moving is a lot. Um, but just having to make decisions like, dang. I can't drive home for the 4th of July, but I really want to see fireworks mm. work. But I don't know anyone here. 
I don't feel safe. I don't feel comfortable just going out um, all by myself. So just having real moments where I was just sitting at the house by myself. Wow. That took a toll on my mental health. It did. Like, it weighed on me. I've never felt real, very real loneliness mm-hmm. until, I, like, the first year I moved out here. Um, mm. Now I've branched out, you know, I've met people. I've found a bit of a village here. But just, and then, like, how hard it is to find people and to socialize when you are in a new city by yourself. Like, Oh, that's a good topic. It is. It's very, and especially I moved out here peak COVID, where a lot of stuff was shut down. Bars were shut down. Granted, I'm not a, I'm a go to the bar type of girl, but I listen. I would have, I was willing to do anything. Okay, like I was <laughs> to make friends. Like I, it's very hard trying to as an adult. You're exhausted after work. Like I just want to go home and right. shower and go to sleep and you know do what I gotta do for the next day like trying to make friends and make connections with people it was it was a struggle and that was something I was not prepared for and it did weigh I will say that that was probably wow. the biggest shock that I encountered oh wow this is why this podcast is so good because maybe the 20s and we're midway through them things but Ooh. the 20s so far <laughs> has been a Hell, okay. like shit show. Like, okay, because so that was age 23 when I was going through all of that. Let's go there, okay? Like, girl, we only at like 24, 25, 26. Like, we right there. <laughs> so, okay, last thing. Okay. Then we're going to wrap it up, you guys. So, do you have any word of advice for people who are staying at home now after college and they're planning on moving? So, they're planning on moving out. Do you mm. have any word of advice for them? I think. Or even, um, so two pieces. So staying at home, planning on moving out, and then once they do move, how to kind of navigate that part. I would say don't rush. Don't rush your Mm. season. Not Mm -hmm. rushing your season is important. And I think that there's much to gain and glean from every season of life that we're in, whether it's convenient to us or not. So like, for example, the silver lining of you still being at home with your parents is that you're able to focus and concentrate your money and your time and your attention to your new business. Mm-hmm. That's not something that I, who have bills that are sucking up all of my money, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't concentrate or put forth as much money as I would like to, or even it's very hard for me to save money um, because it's just life. You know, I have to survive. I have very real bills. Bills are a very real thing. So I would say maximize and monetize what you can while you are at home. Do like, and I think what you have done, Dion, mm-hmm. is similar to what I was doing when I was at home, which I think is genius. Utilize your time as much as possible while you are at home. Make the mm-hmm. most of it as much as possible. Like I say all the time, like my sister still lives at home. If I was making the money that my sister made and I was still living at home, I would my savings would be popping. I would be doing what I can to make investments. Just like making plans and then executing them while mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about something like rent or a mortgage. Yeah. When your money is not claimed or spoken for by debt collectors. That's yeah. what you want to, you know, invest in some stocks. Start a business like Dion did. 
start a podcast, record, you know, just get into something that will get you money, find passive income. Um, I would say do what you can to find what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, just really utilize your time while you're there because, and don't take it for granted. Like, I know it's that's that situation. I know it's like not ideal. It doesn't sound great, like, oh, I'm 25, 26, 27, still living with my parents. But if you're using your time wisely while you are there, it is a blessing in disguise. Um, mm-hmm. And then when you do move out, I think it'll help set you up better for success in terms of you ain't gonna be out here like I was. Like, I moved out here with zero dollars in my bank account. Full disclosure. I remember my mom had like a hundred dollars in cash on hand that she gave me, and that's what I had to use for like three weeks to live off of. Don't do that. If you can avoid that, don't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also, when you are living alone, um, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, no. Okay. No, <laughs> It may take a minute, like, it depends on if you're a social butterfly or not, but I would say right. that. Um, <laughs> I have found myself living alone. I became a whole person living alone. Mm. That time alone that I felt lonely was also time that I was able to discover who I am, my likes, my dislikes, um, the type of people I wanted to be around, those sort of things, what was important to me. I went mm-hmm. through a whole identity crisis, y'all. Like, there was a point in time where even my relationship with God was taking a hit. But mm. I don't think I would have been able to take the time that I had if I was at my parents' house regarding, like, deciding whether or not I wanted to still continue going to church or having maintaining the faith that I'm currently in. Like, I'm not, my parents would have been forcing me to go to church, you know? Like, just certain things like that. You're able to make certain decisions for yourself when you are alone. Um, and I think it's, I think both seasons are great they're rough they both have their you know thorns about them but at the end of the day I think they're both very intentional and very needed Mm -hmm. for every young adult every young adult needs to experience going home going back home and living at home and I think every young adult also has to experience branching out and moving to a new city and living by themselves Okay, cool, 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 cool. So I'm, I'm going to provide, and you kind of hit on it, but I'm going to provide some advice for my people who are living at home still. Do it, do it. You know, they just graduated and they're at home right now or it's been a minute, they're still there. <laughs> so um, I would say um, one, before I go into my advice, I feel like it's definitely like this is your season to be at home, one, mm-hmm. like you're there for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Maybe... Um, I feel like for me, I know my parents have shown a tremendous amount of growth one mm. since I've been at home. And so I can appreciate and respect the fact that they're at least willing to um, evolve in a way. And I feel like to a certain extent, my sister is the same way. So she doesn't live at home, but she lives nearby. Like proximity wise, we're here to literally provide um, I, I feel like a part of it is us to provide, you know, some sort of um, knowledge or education to our parents. Mm, that's um, neat. Like, you're not I, just there for you. You're there for them, yeah, too. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. And then, two. okay, so just going into my points, I feel like discipline is going to be key. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Because it will be very easy to fall into the pit of, 
Oh, my people are taking care of me. So money wise, I could just spend my money, my money frivolous, 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 for free. Frivolously. Frivolously. <laughs> frivolously. <laughs> so I could just spend my, I know, how to, I know the word y'all, I just can't say it right now. But <laughs> I could just spend my money how I want to and no ma'am, no sir. Like Britt said, this is your chance now to go ahead and save up, um, invest, start yeah. a business. Yeah. Put money towards something that you're actually passionate about. Stuff like that. You mm-hmm. have the disposable income, use it. For right. That. that part. So because clothes and stuff, child trips and stuff, they're temporary. So, you know, think about your life long term. That's the one. I know that's something that I struggle with, so that was really for me. Moving on <laughs> to the next one. <laughs> okay, so um also get creative. So find something. I know in my area there isn't a lot going on, so there isn't too many um, outlets that I can kind of go to when I'm trying to get away from home. But be creative, get creative in a way. Find something that's going to take up your time that you actually enjoy doing. So for me, I don't have that thing just yet, but (laughs) I know I do um, work a lot. So I stay away from home quite a bit because I'm at work all, all the time. Even though I may not maybe enjoy work all the time, but it's something right. that takes up my time and I don't have right. to think about the toxicity of home all the mm-hmm. time. So that goes to your mental portion. Um, and then also I do, I'm, I'm a true believer now in seeking counsel and getting some therapy. Mm-hmm. And because I feel like even if you don't get therapy, like at least having somebody that you can speak with Mm-hmm. and talk to and somebody that's just willing to listen like they don't even have to be on your level you know what I mean right but somebody that will literally just listen to you without combating like how you feel as a person and what you're going through so that's one I say get creative I say discipline and yeah I would say those are the three main things and just I think a final kicker I think no matter what stage you are in where you are unless you're just being a bum (laughs) unless you're just you know like a moocher and just living off of other people like don't do that (laughs) I I feel like no one regardless of what stage you are in should be receiving any sort of shame for the season that you're in right and I know it's hard to not receive like I received it um I was called a disappointment (gasps) I sure was. I, I remember it was sad that someone never thought that I would be the one to be a disappointment. Um, and what I a will say, a disappointment. I will say, what if you are someone who is at home, if you are currently unemployed, but you're looking for a job, you don't know what's next, you may just need some time to not even be looking. So sometimes looking can be abrasive to our mental health. Um, I just think whatever stage you are in, just know that there's a purpose and a reason why you are there. And there's no reason to feel shame for the season that God has you in. Yes, this season, or this 20s, baby, this podcast, baby, 20s is difficult. Right. It's a difficult time. So, um, acknowledging that and knowing that you're not the only one that's going through some things. Right. And I feel like we had a show on this before but this era of social media has everybody fooled yeah it has everybody thinking that people our age has everything going to put together yeah everything is not put together right and there are people out here who are really struggling way worse than you are mm-hmm. you know so um just 
acknowledging the good in whatever present situation you're in. One, yeah. And then knowing that one day you are going to get through whatever okay, you're going through. Okay, that part. So that alone should be enough motivation and enough hope to just keep going, continue on. Um, and yeah. Yeah. The yeah. 20s, our 20s is for us to figure this life thing out. Exactly. So That's what you're in season. For. You are in season. Regardless yeah. of what that season may look like. Now by 30, you don't know. You still living at home. <laughs> you need to get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> <Right> now, <laughs> it takes some longer than others. But for me, by the time I get to my 30s, my goal is to definitely be financially stable. And you will be. I want to be financially stable, Bri. I want to be working on at least another business venture. So I want to have at least two on my belt. And, you know, that's just my goal. That's my plan. But we'll see. But, all right. Any If there isn't, if there isn't anything else. There isn't. I was just going to wrap up the show. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. You can go ahead. Thank you guys so much for listening. We know this was a bit of a lengthy episode, but there was much to say. Okay, like this is an important topic. This is not yes. one of those willy-nilly, oh, we're talking about, um, I don't know, Trey songs or right. Nicki Minaj. Like this is not one of those kind of episodes. This is an important episode. We can talk about Nikki. We can. We just, we're going to have a lighter, <laughs> more, you know, energetic episode coming up next but you know yeah. sometimes we need to sit down and talk about the very real things that we in our 20s are going through that's what this podcast is for yeah. so we thank you all so much for listening if you've made it to the end of the episode <laughs> thank you so much for all of your support make sure you are following us on instagram for more updates it's at trying 20 t-r-y-i-n t-w-e-n-t-y yeah we'll put it in the description box um and you can connect with us there um yeah thank you so much for listening bye bye guys <laughs>